Doc, what a ball game last night. Yeah, let's go. Let's go ahead to a 72 sequence Texas over Creighton. You heard the montage at the beginning, outstanding stuff, Craig and Snoop for putting that together. Uh, let's just go ahead and get, let, let's start with the Chris Beard audio. Let's just set that up. Just it was set up our, our conversation with him after the game, getting his thoughts. And, and, and I think he echoed a lot of what a lot of people saw a night when Texas did not shoot the ball particularly well. Did a great job taking care of the basketball and then letting its defense and clutch free throw shooting play a big part. It was a real grinder, but a big win for your ball club. Yeah, I think Creighton, like I said, in uh, preparation for this game this week, they're as good as advertised. That's a team that could win six games in the tournament and end up in Houston uh, with the net. So I thought we played really hard tonight. Obviously a low turnover game to play 40 minutes in a college basketball game and only have three turnovers. I thought that's really what won the game for us. I just mentioned this a few minutes ago to Eddie. I was visiting with Fran Fraschella from ESPN after the game, and he said he thought each team made the other team play left-handed. have to really work hard. And as a result, there were a lot of missed shots, but a lot of well-defended possessions on both ends. Yeah, no doubt about it. Fortune always comes into wins in some form or fashion. So Creighton didn't do a great job of the three-point shot today. I think got to give our guys a little bit of credit for pressuring some of them. But there was no doubt they missed shots they normally make. But I would say the same thing for us. You know, we're not a team that goes four for 19 and open threes as well. So on a night where both teams weren't shooting great, I thought Creighton did some really good things with their offensive rebounding and ability to get the free throw line. And again, I thought our ball security and low turnover game was the difference. Chris, talk about timeouts of the last two or three three timeouts down the stretch when you're playing ahead. What do you do talking to your team as far as playing from ahead? Yeah, from a coaching standpoint, you know, some people might think, hey, he's icing his own free throw shooters. But when you're up three like that in the front end of a one-on-one, just want to make sure we're all on the same page defensively if we come up a little short on the free throw line. We didn't, though. Give Brock and Marcus Carr a lot of credit for stepping up and going four for four from the free throw line when we needed it most. But in that situation, I really trust those two shooters. I know I'm not going to ice them. Those guys um, can make those shots. So the timeout is basically about setting our defense. I thought it was also key moments at different times when Tyrese got banged up for a little bit. He went out. Timmy hit some big buckets for you. Jabari hit some big buckets for you. You had different guys step up in key moments to make shots for you. Yeah, another night of Texas basketball. You know, four guys get to double-digit scoring, but Creighton did the same thing. That's why it was such a great game. You know, we beat them five in the first half. We went even in the second half. So they're as good as advertised. I think we have a chance to be a good team as well this season. So it was a great game. I'm happy for our fans and our student body to be able to see, you know, two really good teams play a great December 1st college basketball game. And you go from one really good team to another. Give folks an idea of what the next few days are going to be like in getting the team rested, conditioned, ready to go to New York and play in Madison Square Garden against Illinois on Tuesday. Yeah, it's a great opportunity week for us. We're going to try to have a lot of fun this week. 80 minutes of basketball against two ranked teams. Creighton, a Big East favorite, and Illinois, a Big Ten favorite. So we took care of 40 minutes tonight on the home court. Lots to learn from. We didn't play perfect, but we played hard. And so now we got a couple days to practice before we go to New York. Chance to play in Madison Square Garden in the Jimmy V Classic, a game that's more important than even the game, right? The cancer research, the money raised to be associated with Coach Falvano and Dick Vitale and everybody that works on the Jimmy V Foundation. This is an awesome opportunity for our guys. Anybody listening, there's tickets available. Take a family trip to New York. You can get those tickets through the Madison Square Garden website as well as the third party. But I hope we have a great showing of Longhorn fans in New York. Yeah, and it'll be Tuesday night. And by the way, Illinois plays tonight. They play Maryland tonight. So you can get a good uh, measuring stick of Brad Underwood's club uh, after the ball game tonight. And, um, and, he, and he said, you know, there were – there were times like, for example, those timeouts called uh, that were that were called there before those one in one situations, mm-hmm. uh, and um, with, with both Marcus Carr and Brock Cunningham, 
just to to map out what they needed to do defensively. What that tells me is, and we were speculating this on the air, if the front end of the one and one was going to be missed by either of those guys, yep. would Texas foul? Yeah, up three. Uh, they're inside those final seconds. Would they have fouled? That might have been part of the defensive strategy. It wound up not coming into play since both ends of the one and one were converted both by Carr and by Cunningham. That was big. And, and Chris said last night in the post game, uh, he wasn't he wasn't worried about similar to what he told you and Eddie. He wasn't worried about icing his free throw shooters. He said he had the utmost confidence in, in both those guys to step up and make foul shots, and they did to their credit. I, I thought Craig, where the game really where the separation happened. Uh, there was a foul, Dylan Mitchell foul, Trey Alexander, at the fifteen forty six mark of the second half. Creighton they cut it to three. The under sixteen timeout hits. He comes back, hits the two foul shots. It's down to one. Then Texas has that ten zero run. Mm-hmm. You get the back to back threes from Rice and Carr. Uh, Christian Bishop goes right at Cogbrenner, goes up strong with the right hand, uh, and then you get uh, Timmy Allen on the break, gets the ball in his hands and goes up. Now you're back. Now you're up by eleven, uh, and then. What was key there is Creighton started to feel, find themselves again offensively, but Dylan Mitchell hit some really big shots during that run, and, and it was just kind of matching buckets to the point where you're up by 11 at 13.08. Then when Creighton starts making their run and getting stuff together, well, by the 6 six nineteen mark, you're still up by 11 because you keep trading baskets. So I thought, you know, they, they didn't shoot the ball well last night, but I thought when they needed to match buckets with Creighton right there during that stretch, they did. The two buckets that Carr and um... – Hunter hit yes. late down the stretch after Creighton cut it to three at sixty two fifty nine. Those were huge. The car baseline jumper that was part of that uh, opening montage that Snoop put together, and then the, and then the one that Hunter hit uh, that that those were big. Those were big. That, no question about it. Big, <laughs> big, big, big. Basket. I thought it was funny. Ty- Tyrese was talking. I was talking about it after the game. The inbound play where he got the uncontested dunk. Yeah. He said, yeah, we work on that all the time in practice. He said, I've never been that open. <laughs> I, I bet. I bet. So uh, anyway, so the Longhorns are six and zero. It's the first time they've been six and zero in seven years since the twenty fifteen twenty sixteen season, I believe. Might even be twenty fourteen fourteen fifteen. So 14, it's been eight 15, years. Yeah. Uh, eight years. Uh, twenty fourteen twenty fifteen season. So mm-hmm. it's been eight years uh, since they've started six and zero. And it wasn't like they're playing cupcakes either. Like we said, we've, they've had some good competition. Most notably, obviously Gonzaga. And uh, Creighton, so uh, and and now they go to New York. Uh, they also the win was the first time as a top ten ranked school. They beat another top ten ranked school in Austin since two thousand nine, Michigan State. So that was a, a big game. Of course, they obviously they had the win over second rank at the time Gonzaga earlier the season, but Texas was not in the top ten at that point. They are now at number two, uh, but it's going to be a really good challenge you're going to get from Illinois. On Tuesday, and Illinois plays Maryland tonight. So, we'll... couple, couple of names you'll mm-hmm. love if you're a fan of Big Twelve basketball that you'll recognize. T.J. Shannon mm-hmm. played for Chris Beard at Tech. Yep, Matthew Myers, former Baylor star, Westlake product. Yeah, playing for Illinois. So, yeah, uh, uh, I didn't know Meyer was at Illinois. Yeah, yeah. they re- they reloaded. Brad Underwood reloaded in the portal. Does he still have his mustache? Uh, I, I don't. I don't think he does. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. I, I did watch a little bit of their game uh, when they played that tournament out in Vegas. Yeah, 
right before Thanksgiving. The night it was the night before the Texas Kansas game. Yeah, because I was watching well, when they beat Illinois. Well, be, uh, when they played Virginia. I mean, well, that was the next night. They they uh, Illinois oh, that beat was Illinois, UCLA, UCLA. Yeah, the night yeah, before. That's what it was yep. the Friday, and I watched that one. Yeah. At that, yeah, I think I think Baylor, right. Virginia beat Baylor earlier tonight. Somebody year. asked, "What is Chris Ogden's role with the coaching staff? Uh, not working with coach? He's the chief of staff. He's not. He's not on the coaching staff. That's why he's not working with the the coaches there. He's chief of staff. It handles a lot of the organizational uh, things about that. And uh, uh, our friend Thomas uh, <laughs> said, "I'd be listening to your show, but my ears are still ringing from attending the game last night. Lordy, so loud." I sat right behind you, Craig. I was a guest of Lucas Vargas who went to Anderson High School, football captain, now an assistant on the Creighton basketball team. Lucas went to the University of Michigan with a sport management degree. Now he's working on his master's at Creighton. He said, I was told the center for Creighton had been quite sick with the flu. He didn't play like it last night. No, Cockburner had 20, 20 and 11? 20 yeah. and 13. Yeah, he had a double-double. Played really well. Uh, the Longhorns were able to make the other ones not beat them. But, you know, it's it's, it's interesting, Craig, like, and Chris used the example of the Purdue game last year, right? Like, a lot of people, myself included, you focus on what Zach Eady was able to get and the foul, you know, the foul shooting discrepancy last year. But people forget, like, Jaden Ivey was maybe – Oh for seven, one for seven from the fle- from the field in the first half of that game. Yeah, I don't think I don't. I I don't think he got his first field goal until the start of the second half. I think you're right, if I remember right. Yep. Um, and it's kind. Of, That's correct. <laughs> and Chris said, "Hey, last I checked, we don't have Jordan and Olajuwon, so we kind of got to pick. You know, when a team can beat you with anything, what you got to pick something to take away." And Baylor Shireman struggled. He did hit some open yep. looks, but hit three down the stretch. <laughs> three threes after he started. Oh for nine. And I guess he was one for ten from the field. It was zero for nine from three point. Yeah, range. and you knew that was gonna that was gonna flip at some yep. point, and he was just gonna start throwing haymakers, and he did. But thankfully, again, that stretch where you trade, where you got the eleven point lead, and then traded buckets to hold it, that prevented you from going down to that assault. There, there was one he hit, man. It was like, I don't know, like. Vintage Mark Price, Steph Curry, where he just pulls up like from the, the timeline and just mm. nails it. Yeah, good Lord, it's a good point. It's a good comparison. Uh, you like that like Mark, Pr- like that Mark Price reference. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, anyway, so Mark Price uh, from Enid, Oklahoma. By the way, uh, the uh, Texas women are back in action tonight. Twenty second night ranked Longhorns host South Florida at Moody, and it is a six o'clock tip, like the Creighton game. Six o'clock tip, and you can hear it on 105.3 The Bat as the Texas women play South Florida tonight. Six o'clock because top-ranked Texas volleyball back in action in the second round of the NCAA tournament against Georgia after sweeping through Fairleigh Dickinson, or as Chuck Cooperstein used to call me from other, fairly ridiculous, he used to say. Uh, it was ridiculously easy. Uh, they won that one in the straight sets. Fairly Dickinson on the men's basketball side, they're usually the team you yep. see in the one versus 16. That is correct. They play in Dayton a lot. Uh, so they beat them. It's Georgia in the second round as Texas tries to advance to its 17th consecutive Sweet 16 if they if they win that one. I saw Vic and his crew after the men's game last night. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the ladies got in there, had a little shoot around. Yeah. Yeah. So Blair, yeah, I knew they were getting in there to do a little shooting work. So anyway, so that'll be. That'll Thank you, Daryl from Austin, for reminding me. It was George Carlin who said the supreme being he prayed to was Joe Pesci. That's right. That's exactly right. So uh, somebody asked, "Do y'all think it's possible to buy a ticket to the Westlake game?" 
and hang out for the college game. Well, there's one problem with that. The college game is tonight. Yeah. So, yeah, UTSA. You do it the other way around. Yeah, yeah. UT, yeah stay overnight, hide in the bathroom or something. Uh, the UTSA North Texas game is tonight for the Conference USA Championship game. Westlake game's at 2 o'clock uh, tomorrow. So, anyway, so there you go. Um, and uh, and then somebody asked, uh, uh, I mentioned uh, the computer like Smithson uh, Valley by four. Over that, uh, you asked about Harmony and Newton, uh, the computer. How about 24? Yeah. Harmony is a huge Cinderella. They were 5-5 five and five and got into the playoffs and pulled off the massive upset of, of, um, of uh, West Rusk last week. And then Newton won a grinder of a game with Dangerfield to beat them 16-12 to 12 last week. So I like Newton. Uh, I, I like him in that that ball game, and I like him to beat the winner of whoever wins between Ty David and Poth. Uh, Poth is picked by fifteen. But the the best the again to uh, to channel my inner Greg Tepper, the power nexus of three A Division two is in the northern half of the bracket. You got Canadian playing Wall. Canadian uh, is a fifteen point computer pick, and you got Gunner, number one team in the state who've just blasted everybody. Um, you know, into outer space, and and they're a twenty-two pit point pick over a good holiday team. So uh, that's whoever comes out of that top half of the bracket is going to be the favorite. There is it, is it Wall league. that uses the Seattle Seahawks? Yes, studio? the Wall Hawks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Figured that Houston guy. And hey, real quick uh, before we hit the break and get ready for Snoop's favorite segment of the week. Yeah. Um, typically, we're joined on Fridays by my colleague Mike Roach at yeah. twenty-four-seven. Yeah. Mike was actually down in San Marcos at the Lano Edna game last okay. night. At a late night getting back, so we'll actually pick that conversation up next week. But if you need your Texas recruiting fix, get over to Horns 24-7 right now. Uh, my man Hudson Standish posted some notes this morning. If you need an Anthony Hill update, there's one in there. You need some transfer portal news, mm-hmm. there's some of that in there. And some comings and goings on the roster, that's also in there. So you can yeah. get over to Horns 24-7 check that out right now. Okay, I'll say it for the third time now, because other people say Wimberley Lago, the computer says Wimberley by a touchdown uh, on that. we ran over. Hey, and- Craig, what's the computer say about Wimberley and Lago? <laughs> <laughs> the same thing it's saying about the Brockermeyers, you know, <laughs> to, to do that. Okay, so things that will piss us off, Wimberley Lago Vista uh, <laughs> point spreads, I'll no, call it what I, it is. Yeah. Uh, asking about the Brocker Myers and asking me what the weather's like in Omaha. And, yeah, right. It's picking Burton by four over Granger. It's picking Westlake by 14 over Brennan. And somebody asked the radio coverage again. It's here on 104.9 as well as 101.9 and AM 1260 for Vandegrift and Lake Travis. Uh, not Lake Travis, excuse me, Vandegrift and Dripping Springs. Uh, that's uh, that's tonight there. And uh, somebody said Monahan's. Yes, Monahan's Lobos, a Cinderella story. They are still in the playoffs. And uh, they're a 20-point underdog, according to the computer, against Glenn Rose. Hey, uh, Snoop, can we get a breaking news center? Oh, we got yeah. breaking high school football news. How about that? And uh, by the way, that Monaghan's Glenn Rose game is in Sweetwater tonight. The computer likes Glenn Rose by 20. Uh, according to our good friend Matt Stepp at Dave Campbell's Texas yep. Football, uh, Pflugerville Weiss head coach Steve Van Meter has announced his retirement. No. Yes, 203 career wins between Friendswood, Hutto, and Weiss. So, so you can congratulate him when you see him. Yeah. When you see him over there, congratulate him, Snoop. When you go over there, he's getting a chance to enjoy a. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he might not be over. Well, he's Wait, with the Weiss head coach. He might not. He might not. He might be. I don't know. I don't that know. makes me sad. Yeah. He's had a really good run, though. He's had a good run. It's a good run. 
Be happy for people that are moving on. <laughs> Don't think about it for yourself. Be oh, yes. happy for people that they get a chance to Whatever move on. Whatever makes Coach Van happy, I, I'm happy yeah. for. Somebody said, you guys hate your listeners in Texas. No, because we respond to all of them. If we hated you, we would not respond to you. No, We I've, like uh, all of them. I've, I've blocked the one or two who you know were pretty much useless. So... The ones that, are, that were only making it personal and yeah, and yeah, yeah. okay, uh, no, no, no. We that's why we offer up the specs text line. I let Pur- Purple Buffalo's daddy text yeah. in Morse code to this show, so because that's how you have to communicate in general. They don't have All smartphone right. technology. Yeah, to go so, with yeah. that. Um, we don't hate our texters. Uh, computer likes China Spring by eight over Anna. Uh, so there you go. All right, we do have inconceivable coming up. What does it mean on Friday, Snoop? Flaccid. Yeah, it'll get there when we continue with uh, Light the Tower on the Horn. (laughs) 1049, 1019 AM 1260, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Miss Coach Van Meter.